Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to a whole different kind of episode of <laughs> Father Knows Something. Why is it different? Because tonight we have a new guest, Morgan, who's your friend? This is like the total dad move where he's like met your friend a hundred times. But doesn't know her name. No. I know your name. No, I know. He called, he's did say my name a hundred times when I got here. I know. I'm just making a joke. Like my dad does that. Does I'm he? All, he got, I'm like, you don't know her name. But he does know Morgan. And I said, I'm going to Morgan's house today. He was like, yes, nice. I okay. made the cut. I know your dad's name is Tate. <laughs> yeah, it's my middle name. Really? Mm -hmm. uh, Morgan, are you going to introduce her? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see you prove yourself. <laughs> Dason. Ah, there Ooh. we go. I had to do it myself because Morgan failed to to rise to the occasion. <laughs> okay, so, easy. <laughs> so this is the, Morgan always says, you know, Dad, you're always too serious. Time to cut loose a little bit. I think this is going to be the episode. It's always nice to have a you know you know you know fresh stock, <laughs> <laughs> fresh meat in here. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> yes. So we have Dason Afawalo joining us today. Um, if you are on two hot takes, you'll probably recognize her from over there, or maybe you're a two idiot girls fan. Maybe which I hope you are. Yeah. And if you're not, this is your call to check it out <laughs> because it is an amazing podcast with Dason and Drew. And they provide a lot of fun times, also insight, advice, weird food, I mean, body positivity, everything, every topic under the sun you guys are really getting into. And it's it's an amazing podcast. So I had the opportunity of speaking to your mom for a while. Okay. Mm. And hearing the history. And oh God, yeah. I will definitely say <laughs> like, oh that God, what? With, with the history that your mom and your dad have mm -hmm. and just your whole family, I think you're going to be a great fit for this. Oh, nice. So I'm I, excited. So I am excited for Morgan to go dig in, get into the trenches and let's see how we do. Yeah. So today's theme is one that we've been building for a while. It's all focused around write-ins related to LGBTQ plus issues. Obviously, the usual crew that sits on this couch can't really relate to those issues. So we have Dason, who is a part of the community, and she is here to give some of her insight. Uh, we're going to do great. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Let's get into this one. Not quite. We got to drag drag our feet a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. 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 So up first. Hi, Jerry. I wanted to start off by saying how much I enjoy listening to you give dad advice. And I have watched almost every episode. Now on to my issue. I, 20 female, who came out as queer to my mom in June of 2022. I still live with my parents while I am going to college. My dad already knew and was very supportive. When I came out to my mom... She didn't say anything, just looked really upset and then left the house. I started dating my now girlfriend shortly after coming out. We had been friends for about three years before we started dating, and my mom would always talk about how much she loved my friend and how sweet she was. However, that all changed since we started dating. She won't come around if my girlfriend is over, and she doesn't talk about her to me now unless it's to say passive-aggressive things. My 14-year-old sister just told me some of the things 
my mom has been saying to her about me. My mom has told my younger sister that I am going through a phase and I am not actually gay. I am only gay because my friend is gay and I want to fit in and that she is going to ignore it until the gayness goes away. Usually, I can brush this stuff off and try to chalk it up to her religious upbringing. However, a couple of days ago, she told my sister that I am a terrible person and that I am disgusting. It really hurt me when I found that out. I can hardly even look at my mom because I am so hurt. Every time I kiss my girlfriend, hang out with her, or try to be intimate with her, I start to feel bad. I feel disgusting, unlovable, and embarrassed. I feel like because I am queer and dating a woman, I have disappointed her, and I feel a lot of shame. My girlfriend is so kind and caring and is always there to reassure me when I am feeling this way. I didn't have these issues before my mom said that. What do I do from here? Do I try to talk to her? Do I just tell her she needs to chill out or she won't have a relationship with me when I move out? We're putting our guest on the spot here right away. You know, I mean, typically the way it works is that I would start. Okay. And, you know, obviously I don't have a lot of experience having to confront my parents with with some of this. But I do have a sister that is part of the community. Okay. And I know what happened in our home with that. Mm -hmm. So it was actually the opposite. My mother was very, very cool about it. Okay. And my, my father was in denial. Mm. And it sounds like this, this, this mother is truly in denial. And I don't know really, as you started to read, I was saying, what is her, you know, her real um, thorn in the side about this? Mm. Is she more worried that her, that she thinks her daughter can't have a child, which we all know that yeah. that is not the case. Her, her, her daughter can certainly conceive and have a child. Mm. There are ways of doing this. So she can be a grandmother. Yeah. Then there's the religious side. You know, some people, you know, do believe that if you are, you know, not staying with a normal heterosexual relationship and, you know, procreating, you're against God and what God intended and you're going to hell. And, Mm. you know, I've heard all this stuff. Yeah. You know, so trying to get your parent to accept you, I think in a lot of cases, it might be a totally different story. Sure. What makes your parent you know, get weird or goofy. It may not even have anything to do with being uh, gay or or anything else. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, the, if it's not exactly what they want, then they have their tizzies. Yeah. In this case, do I really think that she should sit down with her mom and say, "Mom, you know, I really want to talk about your of uh, uh, your your problems, your aversions to this," mm-hmm. and rather than being mean about it, that we can discuss it because. Look, you're my mom. You're yeah. one of the most important people in my life. And I don't I don't really want to disappoint you, but I can't not be who I am. Mm-hmm. And if something changes in the future and I find something different that I was bisexual, it was because of the person that I had this relationship. Sure. And it wasn't just that I had to find a mm-hmm. a female. Sure. Cuz sometimes you just don't know it's the person that you that you're open to Anything, because mm-hmm. you're looking at the soul of the person yeah. and not the sexuality of that person. So I think it'd be interesting to, to start with that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I was going to say- And I'm going to- I'm gonna, Oh, oh not, not shutting <laughs> up. And I'm going to pass. <laughs> I was going to say that um, I think it's really powerful to have you know this podcast. This is to give you guys some kudos, um, <laughs> especially for queer kids who don't have good relationships with their parents. Them getting to listen to a dad be a dad and 
almost like a father figure in their life. That's really powerful if you really think about it. Even if you don't, if just like straight kids in general, straight people, like if they don't have good relationships with their dads, this podcast means a lot to them because it makes me think like my parents were super accepting of me when I came out to them. It was me that wasn't accepting of myself, like trying to figure out what am I doing? Who do I like? And this is confusing. And my parents were super cool with it. Um, and my cousins they threw a pride party this last year and both my parents came my mom dressed up in like the most rainbow thing she could find <laughs> she made my dad and my brother wear rainbow stuff like and they don't care um, my sister and her boyfriend came they wore rainbow stuff and I forget how powerful that is to have a family that's that accepting because mm-hmm. not everyone else gets to experience that so I wanted to give you kudos because I they said they love listening to this podcast and that means a lot to them and I'm sure everything everything you said that's what I would do I would sit my mom down and be like, let's have a conversation about this mm-hmm. because I can't help who I am. What are know? the what are the rules going into a conversation like this? Because mm. you know, obviously the mother is not gonna, you know, I don't know if you can even go to the mom. We're gonna have a conversation, but we want to put a few rules up here. Yeah. What are the rules that the uh um that the daughter says to the mother? I mean, we might even have I I'm I'm aware of stuff where parents were heterosexual mm-hmm. and a parent gets divorced because they find out they were gay. Yeah. And then the kids got to go have an opposite conversation. Sure. But in this conversation, what does she say when she goes to have this conversation with mom are the rules yeah. to, to set something up so they can be, they can actually have it to be a conversation that goes a, a, a good direction. Yeah, it's effective, yeah. Even though it may not end up where they want it mm-hmm. to end up, but at least it doesn't end up in a in a total blowout. Sure. I think, yeah, setting boundaries of a sort with your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be able to have this conversation with you without both of us getting upset. Um, and I want to be able to be honest with you. I think, too, whenever I try to have tough conversations with people, I try to be really honest about, like, everything I'm saying isn't to hurt you because you take everything really personally when you're upset or when you feel like you're being attacked or anything like that. So maybe you're like, everything I'm saying isn't to hurt you. I just want to be able to have a conversation about this in a way where we can both be honest with each other because mm-hmm. this hurts me. And I feel like I'm hurting you, too, but I want to make sure we could do this in a way that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did your coming out conversation go? Like, did you sit, just sit them down and say it? Or like, what did that look like for you? No, I like, well, <laughs> I went to college and I'm the oldest. So my mom always called me the guinea pig. Like they tried everything with me first and then they're like, okay, we'll do that. this with Drew and then with Donovan. Um, no, I thought I was straight. And then I went to college and I did the gayest thing you could do. I joined a rugby team and I'd never <laughs> been around that many queer people, especially queer women before. I was like, I was like, they're all just being normal. Like to me, I was like, obviously super internally homophobic. Like I'm like, oh, like they like me because I'm a girl when like that's not the case at all. Um, And then I met a girl on my team and I was like, I feel different about her. And my friend, we were like, I think she was drunk, but I wasn't. And I told her, oh yeah, like I think she's pretty. And the next morning she brought it up to me and I was so embarrassed. I was like, you were supposed to be drunk. I didn't know you'd remember that. (laughs) And then my mom has like an insane like mother sense, like Spidey sense. Mm -hmm. So she randomly called me the very next day after I admitted I had a crush on this girl to my friend. She was like, did you? Like, I was thinking like, you never talk about boys. Like, are you hanging out with boys? Or like, what's going on? Like, are you dating? And then I was like, um, no. Like immediately crying and I told her I think I like a girl on my team and my mom was like okay (laughs) are you guys talking I'm like 
I don't know. Like, and I was just really upset because I wasn't ready to accept that I was gay. Yeah. And then um, my mom was like, whatever happens, happens. If you end up with her and you like it, that's fine. If you don't, I don't care. And then, so that was my mom. And then when I came home, I told Drew and she was very like, why? Like, no, you don't. Like, because <laughs> all your friends are gay. That's why, you, th- you know. And then the next day she was like, I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. Because I feel like a lot of parents, I don't, I don't want to speak for this mom. Um, there's a fear in there of like how your kid's going to get treated, not just by society, but like within my family, like mm-hmm. extended, our family's very religious extended. Um, and it's, I've had dealt with a lot of religious trauma through that too. So wow. um, that's like a whole other layer. So I think there's a fear, especially as a parent, like you don't want your kids to have to experience being hurt or treated different or looked at different. Um, and then when I told my dad, uh, I got like a C in a college class, which like we weren't allowed to get C's growing up. And my mom was like, just tell him. And I was like, oh, I have a girlfriend. And my mom was like, not that. <laughs> Tell him you got a C. And I was like, what? My dad was like, I don't care if you have 10 girlfriends. Why are you Why are you getting a C? And I was like, oh. And him and Donovan were the easiest, not my little brother. He was probably like, I don't know, maybe 10. And I brought my girlfriend at the time to the house as my best friend. And um, I told him, oh yeah, we're dating. And he was like, what? And he was like, so you're gay? And I was like, sure. Like, yeah, that's fine. And then he was like, do you think I'm gay too? And I was like, what? And he went, because I also love my best friend. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Like, <laughs> I lie. I mean, she is my best friend, but that's not why we're dating. We were dating before we were friends. So, um, but yeah, that was my coming out story. And then, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I wonder if some of the parents, you know, that was and, so cute. Mm-hmm. I'm like over here tearing up. <laughs> it is a great story. I, but <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> back to my point. <laughs> so here, here's the problem. I'm 65, and mm. tell her if I don't get it out, yeah, it'll go away. It yeah. goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> you so, don't even look 65. You look great. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate me. <laughs> okay, get it out. All right. So here goes. I forgot what I was going to say. No, I, I, I have it. <laughs> He's little, I lost it. <laughs> I didn't lose it. So, you know, I wonder if when, and, I, and I'm sure you have friends that have come out, you have more of a conversation than I do with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if parents, one of their, their, their first knee jerks are, what did I do wrong? Sure. Or why didn't I notice it sooner and stuff like that? And, yeah. And they carry this guilt because they, you know, they think they may have done something wrong or they missed something. Yeah. If that's something that has to be a part of the conversation to reassure the parent, you know, you know yeah, nothing to do with this. Yeah. You know, there's, this is not bad. Mm-hmm. It just is. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be a way of having that conversation as part of that conversation for for someone who's never had the conversation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think so too. Yeah. I know it's interesting because I mean, sexuality is so fluid and it's interesting because like we have these boxes, Mm -hmm. but yet I feel we're almost moving towards like where demisexual or pansexual is kind of a really big feeling too, where it's like, I just like like people that I like because mm-hmm. of who they are. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what you were saying yeah. too. Um, with the souls and stuff like with that. With the souls. Yeah. And that's like, I feel this is so random, but like the concept of non-binary has come up a lot. And even just in conversations with friends being like, well, what do you think that means? And on two hot takes as well. And I was like, honestly, I kind of get it. Like, I'm not super obsessed with being a girl. I just feel like oatmeal. I don't mm-hmm. feel like anything. I'm just like, I obviously I have, I'm a female, but like, I just like, I totally understand it where yeah. it's just like, I just feel like oatmeal. I'm not like super passionate about mm-hmm. like being a woman. Sure. It's really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's I, not fun. And I wonder this, 
that when parents bring in the religious thing, Mm -hmm. you know, when we go to heaven and religious people believe in heaven Mm -hmm. and they believe in, you know, whatever else, but is there sex? Do you have sexuality when you're in heaven? Because there's no reproduction. It's your, it's your soul. It's your spirit. Mm -hmm. So how come a parent just can't say, you know, you found your spirit, you found your spiritual soul, your soulmate. That's really what it, it wasn't. I found I found my physical receptacle. Mm, I, found, I do not like that. <laughs> well, I it it certainly makes it it, it that word the way you I just said it drives it away real quick to yeah. go back and say nourish the fact that I found a spiritual soulmate, mom, mm-hmm. and that's something that's really important. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, if you want me to have if if if, if I marry this person and I decide to have children, trust me. There's ways we can have children. Yeah, don't, don't worry if that's good, if that's what the universe intends for us. Yeah. It, it will happen. But be happy that I'm with someone that I that loves me, mm-hmm. adores me, that I love, and I can share and and get all the feelings of living mm-hmm. in a, in a happy environment. Mm-hmm. That's someone that gets me. Yeah, I also think too it's a, it's like a privilege sharing that part of yourself mm-hmm. with other people. Like I like don't present very like stereotypically gay when I'm in public. So I don't have to worry about people assuming that of me. But if I do share it with you, then like, I feel like you're special to me. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. And I I think as a parent too, it's kind of weird. Like you see all the prom pictures where the dad's holding the gun as his daughter goes off to prom (laughs) or whatever, you know, the stereotypical stuff is it's like, why do you care about your kid's sex life? Yeah. Like the only thing you should want for your kid is to be in a happy, healthy yeah. relationship because there's a lot of shitty people out mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. who cares what their sexuality is or who they're with as mm-hmm. long as they're happy, healthy, supported, yeah. loved. I got a question. Uh-huh. How many people do we know that are heterosexually married? And that are really happy in their marriage. It doesn't mean that even homosexual marriages fail. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it. if you find your mate, no matter if it's hetero or whatever it might be, or a gay gay relationship, as mm-hmm. long as you're happy and, and you guys have a meeting of the minds. It yeah. was a, a line that I learned from my grandmother. And I don't think she even considered, you know, homosexuality at the time. It was religious difference, cultural differences. Mm-hmm. That was the big thing when I grew up. Mm-hmm. She didn't care, you know, who I married. She said, I don't care who or, or what you marry, long as you have a meeting of a mind with that person. Mm-hmm. And that will make me happy. Yeah. I think that's all you should care about with your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, bleh, oh my God, our writer here says... You articulated that very well. <laughs> I know. I'm fumbling all over today. Uh, But they go, my ideal outcome would be either having a healthy relationship with my mother where she supports me or at least move in the right steps of conflict resolution. Additional info, my mom does not know that I know she said these things. Mm -hmm. I haven't told her. I don't know how or if I should. I have talked to my dad about this all, but it puts him in a really awkward situation and I don't want to be the cause of an argument between them. I also know a conversation with my mom will probably not go well. She also will not go to therapy of any kind. Mm. So hearing that and that question of like, should I tell her I know? Like, if it were you in this situation about to have this conversation, would you acknowledge what she said? No. 
Really? Mm-mm. I wouldn't. I feel like it would make it. I, well, I don't want to out my sister like that too. That she told me True. that because she told my sister that in confidence. Not that it makes it okay, but I wouldn't. I think I would just be like, I can tell you're uncomfortable by her because mm-hmm. every time she comes, like I would go over stuff that I personally observe, and she can see that I notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, are the parents still together? It sounds like they are. They are. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, valuing my mom's my everything to me, so I value everything my mom says to me. So I can see that being like, it's not like you could be like, well, my dad likes me, who cares, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you could have a conversation, maybe your dad's there at the same time to kind of mediate and be like on both sides. I don't yeah. know, you know? I think I that is smart. I, <laughs> I, I I do agree with you. Don't tell her what you know. Yeah, yeah. after it, hearing it, you know, I it does always, make sense. You know, when I do anything in my life and I'm going to ask someone a question, I always know the answer before I ask the question, typically. Mm-hmm. I get the answer from somebody else yeah. that I really... And then when I go to the new person that I'm waiting for the answer and I really want to hear what they have to say, but mm-hmm. I don't tell them what I know. Yeah. And it's always, you know, look, she said it. She was angry when she says it. She's frustrated. Mm-hmm. She's doesn't know how to deal with this. Yeah. If you can find a way through through your own maturity and communicating skills that you can actually get her to understand... And you can understand her better. I think slowly. It's not going to be like not immediate. It's yeah, not going to be a light a switch. Yeah. But I would, I would slowly just try to make little things and just reaffirm her that you love her. Yeah. And you know that she's uncomfortable with this, and just let her know you're happy. Yeah. And that is the the consistent thing that you have to do. And you know, look, she's going to be thinking about this. When when she's not with you consistently yeah. until she figures it out, and she's your mom, she I, you got to have confidence in us. You know, parents we're not always the, the the brightest. I've I've learned every day how 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 lack how, the lack of brightness that I have. <laughs> Someone's always telling me I'm not that bad, <laughs> but I do think it's smart. How do you know what you t- how how do you know I was talking about you? I hear the passive aggressiveness in your tone. <laughs> But it is smart. You both make great points. And I think not acknowledging what she said also gives you better odds that she doesn't get defensive right yeah. off the bat. There which you go. the minute someone gets defensive, you've lost, you've lost it. They shut down. So keep us posted. We want to hear. And our, we we really did bring... You're great in that third seat. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Yeah. Number two. I, 17 female, don't know how to come out to my bio family. I would like to start off by saying I love every single podcast that is under Morgan's little network. (laughs) Two idiot girls. (laughs) And find so much comfort in Father Knows Something. On to the issue. I'm adopted. I'm in an open adoption and have contact with my bio family, although I'm only close to my older brother. I have come out as queer to both my parents, and they have accepted me and loved me. My younger sister, also adopted, doesn't know yet but I think she suspects, haha. They aren't the issue. My bio family is. I have five older half-siblings, all different dads, but I am only close to my second oldest brother, B. B has a wife and two beautiful daughters, and I am blessed to have them in my life. The thing is, I don't know their opinion on the LGBTQIA community. My biological family are hardcore Texans, who only seem to have pretty right-wing views from what I've seen. I am brown and have been called racial slurs as well as other derogatory names, which hurts deeply. Then being said racist would also indicate that they would be 
homophobic. Yes, I have heard some members say the F slur. My brother, however, is really sweet and kind, family-oriented, and has always tried to have a relationship with me, even though we didn't grow up together. His wife is a smart woman who I admire, and I know she has previously stated left-leaning views and has an open mind. Even though that is still the case, I still don't know their stance on the LGBTQIA community, and I don't know how to figure it out. I'm a theater kid, and they know that, but other than that, I haven't given any other indicators of my queer identity. I just don't know how to come out to them. There is a high chance that I will date someone who is non-binary, a girl, gender fluid, or otherwise, and I know that I will have to introduce my significant other to my brother, sister-in-law, and nieces at one point or another. I know I am not dating anyone now, so I still have time, but I still want to come out to them before I start dating. I don't know how they will react or if they will even want to be around me anymore. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I have cried for nights on end in fear of them shunning me and not wanting me to be a part of their family anymore. They are the only bio family that has ever shown me love, and I truly am conflicted on what to do. I guess it's up to... (laughs) Jason's got it! I mean, it's the same type of conversation, having to sit people down. I mean, coming out is a lot harder than having to confront someone who's being offensive behind your back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think understanding that they're all going to be coming from, like, they all love you. That's what I always think. Like, Mm -hmm. I I treat a lot of my family members that have been homophobic to me with a lot of grace. I'm like, you're going through something and that's not my problem. Yeah. Um, And I know that you love me, even though you're not acting like it right now. I would approach the conversation with that sort of like energy and same with like, you know, I can't help who I like. And I just want to be able to have an honest conversation with you and be myself around you, Mm -hmm. I guess, because I, um, Clearly, she values their opinions and them as her family. Yeah. Um, And so I would, you know, kind of lead with that, too. I value, you know, our relationship so much and I want to be able to be myself around you, which just means me just telling you who I am. Would you broach the topic without coming out yourself first? Just kind of ask them, what do you think about LGBTQ plus I? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, would you ask those kind of questions first to make sure you're in a safe yeah. Environment. Especially like, if they're, yeah, like hard right leaning or whatever. Hardcore yeah. Texans. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably do that. Maybe to preface it through text. And then if you get a weird response, then you're like, I'm not going to tell you guys. And that's okay. Yeah. That was like my thought. I'm like, I wonder if that would be smart just to make sure you are safe and can have that open conversation mm-hmm. without putting your your safety at risk. And, and I will tell you that the extreme right wing, right wing, <laughs> right wing. Republican Party have a lot of homosexuality. In yeah, it. and it 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 seems it's so all projection. A lot of contradiction, you know, contradiction mm-hmm. there. But I do believe that there is so much of the gay community that really is a part of the Republican yeah. Party. That look, we have homosexuality no matter where we are in the yeah. world. It's been it's been around for thousands mm-hmm. of years, thousands, and it's not new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I would I would look at the fact that. She, you know, her bio brother B and the kind of guy that he is, mm-hmm. I think that he is way above all this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think if you just have the conversation to say, I really need to just I'm not seeing anybody right now, but I really want you to be aware that I I love being part of this family and mm-hmm. I love our unit that we have. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that I don't want you to ever get caught off guard 
that I'm not really interested in in guys. I I'm you know I'm 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 gay. Mm. And one day, even though I don't have anybody today, there will be someone in my life, and I don't want to shock you then. So, yeah. And I think if you do it that way, I think it will be a positive conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I already. I already. Just from what you said about your, you know, your possible sister-in-law, that she's cool anyway. So yeah. there's going to be no issue. Yeah. So I, I, I say be bold. This is this is a tougher one. It's it's a tough conversation to have, especially if you're unsure of how people will react. Mm-hmm. And our writer is 17, mm-hmm. so it's nice that the adoptive family they know is very open, yeah, left wing. Yeah. Um, but it is it's a tight line to try to walk and make mm-hmm. sure you're going to be safe and have a roof over your head at the same time. So I love the truth. I always believe the truth always prevails and it's just the way you present it. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't not be yourself. I don't want to imply that like anyone should ever sacrifice who they are, or who they love and anything like that. But when you are at a more vulnerable age, mm-hmm. I think, you know, just safety is something to really consider during these conversations because some people are fucking crazy you know they're crazy i think the i I, i've once heard that one out of every every, one out of every four is is gay and you can try i i I look down in families of people i know and i go one two three four yeah (laughs) and and i've done that Mm -hmm. and i gotta tell you something it's true Mm -hmm. it is a it is a number that don't it it is staggering yeah it's only seven percent yeah, but for some reason, the one point one two three four in, in families that I know, yeah. it, it's goofy, but it's it's kind of real. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if uh, in our own family, you have four siblings. Mm-hmm. One is gay. Mm-hmm. My mom has two siblings, so three total, and one is gay. So it's kind of it is it's interesting. Like I look at this estimate from Gallup, which is like a polling statistic company. Mm-hmm. And they estimate it's seven percent, um, which the population, is it's yeah. kind of crazy considering how many people just within our circle I know. Yeah. And I'm like, that does seven percent does seem super low. And it's also, I think, even the number of just like trans people is mm. even smaller. I think it's only it's less than one percent, I believe. Um, and it's just the fear mongering in the media and all of this legislation that's against trans people yeah. right now. I'm like, what is this for? They make it seem like a bigger issue than it is. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. I'm like, do you know how many people are actually in that group? Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck what bathroom they're using? Yeah, like or if they're performing or whatever. Yeah, as I long as understand. they're not getting killed for who they are or bothering anyone. Just, yeah. oh, people are just so fucking wild. But okay, solid, solid uh, advice I, on I that always, one. I always go back. What are they afraid of? Yeah, themselves. You know, it's fear. Mm-hmm. It really is, and fear is so weird. Mm-hmm. It is. I don't have the answer, but it's weird. <laughs> All I know. It's weird. Maybe you should conduct a study. <laughs> you could do some research. We'll give you a mic and the hit per- the streets. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll find out the information, but 10 minutes later, it'll be gone because it's that long. <laughs> That's all in the short-term memory. We'll, we'll stick a GoPro on your head. <laughs> we'll give you a GoPro strap. I'll be walking around with a GoPro. Yeah, yeah, perfect, s- strapped perfect. on your head, yeah. And no, then it's... you're going to have to edit it and, and, and look, at, look what you're fighting with right now. <laughs> you're not that bad. No, no, 18 hours a day editing. I do edit quite a bit. It's... It's my job, you know, um, but 
it is interesting, whether it's fear or lack of knowledge. But... So I, I hope that this gave you some insight yeah. of different things to do. And again, keep us in touch. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff on the comment A lot lines. of comments, yeah. So if you also can personally relate, I think it'd be a great time to head over to the YouTube and make your comments and give your advice that you have, especially for these next one, guys. All right, can... let's go. I'm waiting. I'm buckled in. Hoo-wee. It's a seatbelt one? I don't know if it's a seatbelt, but it's definitely a like, we're going to, we got to put our thinking caps on. We got to. Jason, sometimes we, we, they're so rough, we have to put a seatbelt oh, on. Oh, no. So we okay. go. <laughs> I have yet. You to, buckle? I, ha, I, ha, I have yet. Oh, no, she doesn't wear seatbelts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have yet to have a seatbelt one. We're, we're actually. Um, Justin said, put on a helmet too. Oh, geez. Okay. I don't know if we're there on this episode, (laughs) but we'll we'll see. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I'm just going to jump right in. I'm a 31-year-old female, and I'm married to my husband, who is 33. We've been together for 10 years, and we were together five years before that. So for the math, for everyone, that's 15 years, and we met when I was 16. We have been through a lot together, and he is my best friend. We don't have any kids because I've had fertility issues, and I just decided it was better for my mental health if we just not focus on being parents, but instead being the best aunt and uncle we can be to our niece and nephew. So the problem is that I am a lesbian. I haven't always known I was a lesbian. I realized it last year around April. I had a huge issue with my depression and anxiety, and I was experiencing suicidal thoughts. Because of this, my husband made a doctor's appointment for me, and I was put on antidepressants, and I started to do some real soul-searching, because I didn't want to live my life like this anymore. And this is all the searching I can do. I was literally just ignoring part of myself, which was that I have always been attracted to women. I just kind of ignored it, like I said. I came out to my husband August of last year, and he was devastated. He begged for me not to be, which was really hard for me because I didn't know how to not be something that I didn't choose to be. I came out to my parents. My husband and I separated for a little bit, and I started very casually hanging out with other lesbian women. I felt like myself. I felt so happy, but I was so sad because I knew how upset my husband was. He was devastated, and when I would see him, I could see all over his face his mental health was deteriorating. It broke my heart, especially when we were talking. He would beg for me back and tell me he would change. He would be a better husband, which I would tell him, you're not a bad husband. You're a great husband. I just don't think I'm the one for you. He assured me I am the one for him and he doesn't want anyone else. So I moved out of my parents' house and back in with him and I've been living with him ever since. The problem is I am so unhappy. I don't know how to tell him without him taking it so personally. Or maybe that's the thing. Maybe he has to take it personally. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm denying an essential part of me and I can't fully be myself because that just doesn't line up with our marriage. I don't know what to do. My parents think I should just leave him and live my life. However, that is so much easier said than done because this man that I've been married to and I've been with for half of my life is my family. Any advice would be great. Thank you. You know, I'm going to be a little bit off the charts on this one. Okay. Because I'm I, scared. <laughs> well, maybe it's not that much off the chart. <laughs> um, you know, 
there is such a love that she has for him on a platonic level. I don't know sexually if they have anything to work with. And I wasn't even sure that if she found another um, a woman that was um, bisexual mm. and that they can they might find a perfect match. I don't know if she wants a monogamous relationship with a woman. You know, there's there's not enough information. If we had a call like this on, what do we call it? Group therapy. Thank you very much. Jesus. Thank you very much. <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> on group therapy, we can ask and we can even go through questions on this to say, what are the other possibilities that you can try? Because obviously you don't want to to lose him and you and and part of your reason you don't want to lose him is you don't want him to be lost. Yeah. But if you got by the fact that if you saw that he met somebody that he was happy with and he was able to have the full uh relationship, would you still feel the loss and the hole in your heart that you mm -hmm. lost, you know, this relationship daily with your best friend? Yeah. This is these are the things that you guys really need to discuss. So I would open a dialogue first with him. Yeah. And say, look, you know, here are our options that we we may want to look at unless these are off the table, but we're not happy the way it is. Yeah. You may think you're happy, but if I'm not happy, I, you can't possibly be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And start with that dialogue with him. Nobody else matters. It's you and him. Mm -hmm. And to see what are the the options. That is my thought. I did that pop into your head? I didn't think of a non-monogamous uh, relationship. That's a good point, though. I actually love that. Yeah. If obviously our writer is down for it, but mm -hmm. like, I if mean, they, you, did you think of it? I did not pop into my head. That's why I was like, if that was the wild thought in your brain. It was a great one. That is really good because <laughs> we do have a little Go figure. <laughs> the guy can't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> we do have. Uh, some additional info too. And our writer goes, I just want to be happy and be myself. Pretending to be someone I'm not severely affecting my mental health again. And I could feel myself slipping back into that depression, but I can't stomach hurting someone else just to make myself happy. Well, I that last statement like basically implies that she's not willing to leave him and make him super sad. Mm -hmm even for her own happiness. Yeah. And so kind of playing off your idea, if the two of them were to go date together. I have seen bedrooms. This is this is a concept. I have seen bedrooms that I don't think they were intended for this unless these couples you know, love, love to have orgies maybe. But where there are two king beds in the bedroom or two queens that are beds that they link together with one set of sheets. It, it's the craziest thing, but I've seen Where'd it. Where'd you see it? Beverly Hills. A lot oh, of, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Always Beverly Hills. <laughs> but it's there. And yeah. and why not? I mean, yeah. if, if if you get it, you know, you do a you know a double, you know, a double California king. I or mean a, a California queen. king, that you could fit a, a no, family no, in no, there. No, 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 no. They're not big enough. But <laughs> <laughs> he would know. <laughs> you, need, yeah, you need manipulating room. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I didn't yeah, think of polyamory. One. That's a good idea. But I do, but I do think that that is might be an answer that they mm -hmm. should at least maybe try. I mean, you never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I, they don't want to date together, then maybe 
he's okay with just her dating other people, but they're still together. Maybe? You know, shit happens in these relationships yeah. when you when you get into multiple partners at the same time. A lot of ego gets involved. I mean, there's yeah. other kinds of shit that that does happen. And so, and and I say this from experience, shock, shock, shock. <laughs> so you 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 definitely just gotta have the conversation to see. How do we solve this problem? Yeah, well, all the options that we that we are happy because there are people out there that you know. I I, I went out with somebody and I said everyone's got and and the person this this woman took it totally wrong what I said, but everyone has their own kink, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean whips and chains. It just means what works to get them happy. Yeah, and. I would certainly open that open that dialogue because there are people out there that are searching for the same problem. Mm-hmm. We have a big world out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's plenty of options for sure. So many. What do you think about that last comment though? Like, but I can't stomach hurting someone else just to make myself happy. But at the same time, her saying pretending to be someone I'm not has severely affected my mental health. Like, they're, I mean, they're very- it's Suicidal. Well, yeah, and that's that is a very tough reality where you were so sad and so depressed and lost that you had those ideations. That's mm-hmm. that's a big thing, but do you feel that there is a solution if like the polyamory is off the table? What do you think about sacrificing your own happiness because your fear of making someone else sad? Like in no. this scenario. Yeah, that's not fair at all to her. Not at all. And yeah. and he and I think if he really does love her, mm-hmm. And it sounds like he really loves her. He'll get it. Yeah. And it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. And it's not about him. It's just something that's within her. And let's let's do the let's do the next best thing. Yeah. And we're and again, you don't have to dislike your, you know, your the your ex-lover. I mean, look, I'm friends with a lot of people that I, I used to be lovers with. And it just didn't work out. You always know, said, you know, you're great and I'm great, and we were not great. Yeah. And even though one of us may have you know, wanted or thought about it, it you know, you got to part and, and let it heal. But we, but we can be friends. Yeah, I think so. If it ends amicably like that, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And I and, and and any one of these relationships, I do not have sexual thoughts for years later. Yeah, it goes away. Mm-hmm. Well, and it sounds like you know, I think the comment, I've known him for half my life. I mean. They've been together 16 years, I think was the math. Like Mm -hmm. that's a long time to spend with someone where Mm -hmm. you do start to feel like that's your other half. You can't live life without them, even if it's not in the same way. So Mm -hmm. I think she should also respect to like, um, obviously he wants to be with her Mm -hmm. and she doesn't. So she knows it's hard for him to see her. So I would respect that. Like, do you mean give him space to have time to process without her? Yeah. And like kind of grieve the end of that relationship. And then she can go live her life and figure it out. Obviously you feel bad when you, when breakups end up happening like this. Yeah. But I would want him to have time to figure out what he's doing without Mm -hmm. her being there. Sometimes it makes it hard. It makes it harder to move on. Even though like, like, with my ex, like I was like, I don't want to be friends. Like that's too hard for me. Yeah, I, I am sure there are counselors out there that help couples mm-hmm. in the break in through the breakup. Yeah, and that they're able to find themselves and get themselves healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just about keeping you together. It's yeah. about helping you heal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that is very true because 
it's no, it's a different context where she's finding out that her sexuality isn't what she thought. Mm -hmm. And it's no different in my head. Yes, the context a little bit, but in my head, it's the same as a marriage and someone falls out of love yeah and the other person is blindsided and it's mm -hmm. like wait no, no no but i love you or cheating yeah like you can't continue on in the same way no matter how much you want it mm -hmm. it's like it's just especially if someone just falls out of love it's like it's not working mm -hmm. it has to be a two-way street yeah and so you know i think the polyamory conversation is really interesting if you know monogamy isn't a requirement yeah. for her going forward but yeah it's tough you don't you definitely just can't sacrifice your own happiness and who you are as a person for someone else yeah. yeah yeah all you guys all you guys can do is have a conversation mm -hmm. and try whatever you guys want to do mm -hmm. it's all about you yeah okay we got another one keep us posted got another one any, yeah any more up any don't more rush up me something? don't rush me okay 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 we're gonna give dason the uh, talking stick first. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And let's, you know, you have a guest for a should, reason. Should, should we, like, should we have like a stick that we pass back? We and honestly forth? should with you because I'd be like, no, it's not going to the You're other side. You're not holding the stick. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. Here, we'll just metaphorically. Okay. Thank you. Got yeah. it? Got it. Let's see it. <laughs> Hold it here. I think this will work better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this one is titled, My Straight Best Friend, 23 Male, Is In Love With My Lesbian Self, 23 Female. <laughs> Your face already. <laughs> we met freshman year of college, and our friendship built throughout school. We're both fifth-year students now, and we're best friends. Around two years ago, he admitted to having feelings for me. The catch? I'm a lesbian. He knows this, and has known. We talked about it openly and honestly. I was clear that even if I did like him like that, I'm gay. It's all caps. <laughs> we both set boundaries. And after some time and conversations, he told me he knows it's not realistic and we continue to be friends. About a year ago, he admitted to still having some feelings for me. At this point, I told him nothing has changed on my end. And I asked him to be honest with me about our friendship. I told him if it's too hard, we don't have to be friends. He said he still knows it's not realistic and it's fine that we're friends. I was hesitant and I spent a lot of time distancing myself. We're still close friends now, but I definitely walk on eggshells around him, watching how I act and how he could perceive it, even with innocent behavior and things I would say or do with any other friend. Fast forward to last week. He told me he was going to ask me on a date. At this point, I feel like I've drawn all the boundaries I can and I feel like he's disregarding my sexuality and just who I am at my core. I don't want to lose my best friend, but I don't know what to do anymore. And my frustration with his disregard of who I am is becoming too much. I wouldn't be friends with him anymore. I don't want to say he's fetishizing her because he's not saying anything creepy like or asking her to kiss girls in front of him or anything like that. Um, so it's, I don't think it's that, but I think he just, yeah, he has a total disregard for who she is as a person. So I would just not be friend. Well, I would tell him I'm not going to be your friend anymore if you continue to act like this around me because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And I feel like you're invalidating who I am as a person and I don't like that. And then I would question her whole friendship. Like, is he friends with me because he has a crush on me? Yep. Or are we friends because he's my friend? Um, yeah, I would have an honest conversation with him. 
Well, and that's a, a fear for a lot of straight women that are friends with guys. And I think it's it's really unfortunate when you see dudes with mics on the street interviewing guys and girls. And it kind of come out, comes out with a lot of these guys that respond like, would you let your girlfriend have guy friends? Yeah. And the dude answers, he goes, no, absolutely not. Because I know that the guy is only friends with her because he does want to fuck her. And there's been a lot of stories that come out on shows where girls confront their guy friends and that ends up being true. Mm. And so I think to your point where it's kind of like, maybe that is why they're so close. And he's since the beginning kind of had it in the back of his head. Like, Maybe I can turn her straight. Yeah. Maybe I can convince her. Maybe I'm the one that's different. So I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could absolutely see that. Here's oh. your talking stick. I have this stick. <laughs> you know, I've been here. Really? Not with somebody that was gay. Mm. I thought she, I, 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 in my own mind, I said, maybe she is gay. Mm-hmm. It, and we go back to the same, the, the most Raw conversation we had earlier. It's about your souls. Take away male, female. If she's gay, it didn't matter if she's gay or straight. She is just not into your soul. Because if she was into his soul, they would they would have a relationship. I don't know. I don't think souls. I don't think it really matters here with this one. I, I think you like what you like. Okay. I'm gonna. Well, he has a tongue. He has fingers. Yeah, but she probably is not into what he has. Okay. I don't think, like, I think for people that are pansexual, that could work. But, like, she is very clearly saying, all caps. Yeah, I'm a lesbian. I'm I'm gay! gay. (laughs) Okay. So I'm just going to, we're going to shut you down right there. (laughs) Right there, little doggy. The the point that I was really making is she's just really not into him. Yeah. And that's the simple thing is when you, when you're able to come to terms in your friendship, does she respect you and do you respect her as friends? And mm-hmm. are you honest? And can you guys, you know, go through life that way? Great. But mm-hmm. if you can't honor those those factors, then you you really gotta let it go go away. Because it starts deteriorating and becomes anger yeah. and becomes frustration. And the truth, you know, friends when they're when they're honest and truthful, it's great. My relationship this ended because there was no, there, there, there became lack of truth. Mm. And I said, I can't be friends with somebody that's an acquaintance. Yeah. If you're, if you're my friend to the level that I'm, I'm your friend, we're good. But other than that, there's some bullshit going on and yeah. it doesn't make sense. And when things don't make sense, that's when you start to say time, time to break it off and yeah. go your own way. As, as far as I think for her, you were right. If they can't respect each other's wishes and you're going to consistently make her feel uncomfortable, make her, if you really are that kind of a friend, make her feel comfortable. Yeah. And you can't do it, leave. Yeah. Yeah. And to give people a little more context with my dad and his issue, my dad met a woman on a dating app, apparently straight. Um, they dated for a while and she wasn't attracted to him or sexually. She didn't want sex at all. She might be asexual, whatever it is, but she didn't want that aspect of the relationship, but she wanted my dad as an emotional partner. Mm. And so he's, you know, in love with her, wanted the whole picture and it just wasn't there. So I think that happens to a lot of people. Like 
I have tried to get a lot of boys to like me because I loved them. And it just doesn't work sometimes. Like feelings are feelings. Like they're really hard to explain sometimes. And it just Mm -hmm. is what it is. And so it's not something you can just change because you want to. And I think it's it's funny when (laughs) there's a lot of TikToks these days where women are like, I know, I know sexuality is not a choice because why do I like this? Yeah. And then it's like a video of a dude doing like the most weird <laughs> or gross thing. And it's like a total ick inducing thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's like, I think sexuality is like that. It's it's just your feelings and how do you explain it? It just is. It is. That's it, all it is. It, it is. It just is. Yeah. So the anything else provided on this one? is my ideal outcome is that we can resolve this and remain friends. Although I don't really think that's possible anymore, and I understand that. Ultimately, I just need to know how to let go without feeling like my sexuality is the thing that tore apart our friendship. And for me, hearing that, I don't think it's your sexuality that tore apart your friendship. I think it's your friend's lack of respect for Mm -hmm. your boundaries. And honestly, it's kind of getting to the point where if he's talking about asking you out on a date, despite shutting him down again and again and again, I don't want to assume, you know, anything too devious, but my head, I catastrophize everything. Yeah. And I my, love doing that. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I'm kind of starting to be like, are you safe? Like, mm. is he going to take no for an answer yeah. at this point? And he he evidently is not believing that you're gay. Yeah. What do you have to do? Lick a clit in front of him? <laughs> like, what is it going to take for him to get it? They've been yeah. friends for how long and he doesn't get it? They've been friends for five years. Mm. Yeah. There's no respect. There's He it. doesn't respect you. And that's kind of the bottom line. And it's like, it's not your sexuality. It is a lack of respect. Mm-hmm. And you can't really come back from that. I, I will say one thing that's interesting and I'll put myself back into the situation. If I saw that person with someone that she loved and she was having a relationship with, and it seemed that that's really where she that that you you get what really is is her happiness or or her uh, happy place and space. Yeah, I think he would definitely back off and and relax. Mm-hmm. But he's still under there saying we have such a great time. We have everything else in the world. Why can't we have this? Because mm-hmm. there's no one else that you're getting that from. You're coming here for part of that emotional value. Get mm-hmm. that emotional value from somebody else. And yeah, I'll believe that you're not into it. So I think that, you know, yeah, I would make sure that if he, that when you, in five years, you've, and you obviously you're gay and, and you're gay, <laughs> <laughs> then let him become friends with, with you as a couple. He'll respect it. He'll get it. Mm-hmm. And it might be the thing that just releases him to go out and find that other person in his life and not hold hope for that, but enjoy who you are as a person and and your trust in one another. Mm-hmm. You wonder. And that might help. I can't say it, it will. Yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully. But, yeah. you know, we offer advice from what goes on in our own heads. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I could see where it'd say, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Time will tell. Okay. We have one last one for for all of us here. Pass pass a little stick back over. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Give it a pass. Wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah, throw it. Okay. Oh. <gasps> oh my god, the stick. It touched the ground. <laughs> Contaminated stick. So this is a little similar to the one we had, 
you'll recognize when? it uh, two stories ago. Two stories ago. Depending on how I arranged this episode. By the way, it it I can't remember back two stories no. ago. <laughs> He's like, I don't CRS know. disease. <laughs> What's that? Can't remember shit. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Maybe we got it too. Okay, so this one. Yes. Hi, Papa Jerry and friends. My name is A, female 26, and I'm writing in about a conflict with my husband, B, male 25. B and I have been together for 10 years, married for three. When I was a teenager, I questioned my sexuality and thought I could have been bisexual. I didn't get time to process or explore my feelings, though, because I was outed by a classmate and relentlessly bullied. I'm from a conservative Christian family in the Midwest. I experimented with a few of my other queer friends and was in two relationships with girls before B, but most of my relationships were with boys. The conflict of my sexuality arose this year when I learned about compulsory heterosexuality. Comfet? Comfet, yeah. Comfet? Elaborate, please. Oh, okay. Uh, it's in the Lesbian Mastery Doc, Jerry. I'm sure you've read it. I've read before. it <laughs> cover to cover. <laughs> but basically, the idea of compulsory heterosexuality is that we're, I was just telling Morgan that I've been trying to deal with this is like we're brought up as like whether you're a girl or a boy to be heterosexual. So when you're trying to figure out what you like or who you are as a person, it's so easy to just kind of go back to what you've been brought up to believe. So like I said, like I didn't know I was queer until I was 19 and I don't even feel like I really fully accepted it till I was like 27, even though I was with a girl for eight years. Right. Um, and now that I'm like, no, I'm definitely, after we broke up, I was like, I'm definitely way more gay than I thought when we were together. But then sometimes a man named like Pedro Pascal, he's an actor or whatever. I'm like, Hot. I'm like insanely attracted to him, but like, would I want to be with him sexually? I don't know. Once? Yeah. That's right. I don't know. My sister's like, well, would you sleep with him? And I go, I don't know. I'm scared. Once? Honestly, he's so hot. Maybe. Oh, well, if I'm drunk enough, maybe, but no, it's just the <laughs> idea that like, it's hard to not go back to and think that, mm -hmm. that that's what you are. So then it kind of invalidates your own identity. I'm like, well, I can't be a lesbian then. Cause sometimes I like men, but then I'm like, but do I like men? Or I'm just thinking that I like men because everyone around me does. Yeah. And that's how I was raised. Or just like, I think or you just looked at him and he's gorgeous. Yeah, he's good just, looking. That. Yeah, maybe and I'm just so, like, appreciating yeah. him for being attractive. Yeah, that's what fuck. it is. And I, I think we put so much pressure on like if I just appreciate their attractiveness and like I find them attractive. Mm -hmm. Oh, I must be into that because yeah. I feel like that with girls too, where I'm like, God, I mean, you have Megan Fox yeah. or you have, um, I have like weird crush on Viola Davis. Like, she's gorgeous. I love her. Yeah. I mean, there's so Regina King. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm obsessed with like so many different women. And I'm like, but I don't think like I'm into them that way. So, but it's like the pressure we put on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Do you I have, got it. I got a question. Do you have to say I'm gay? No. Can, you can't yeah. just say. I like what I like. Yeah. I like what I like when I like. Mm -hmm. I'm bi. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a, I, I will certainly say. Queer. Just mm -hmm. the umbrella. That's what I usually, I usually say lesbian or queer because it's I easier. mean, my, my sister certainly had experiences with men and she fell in love with a woman. Mm -hmm. And she was in love. I think her, her first love was a woman back yeah. in college. And she certainly had other relationships yeah. post that. So, and she was crazy about a guy at one point in time that was, that we, we, we couldn't get, couldn't get his name at, at off off the tip of her tongue for for years mm. so you know you, 
it just, you don't, I, I don't think it's fair to say you're only one thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's whatever you may be attracted to or who knocks your socks off, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. No, it just feels easier when you're able to kind of place it because when you grow up thinking you're straight, like it's, your life just feels yeah. a lot easier than. Mm-hmm. But I know sexuality is fluid and I know that people like what they like. And yeah. maybe I'm bi, maybe I'm right now, this is what I feel like. You know? Right now you're gay. I mean, yeah. Right now you're a lesbian. <laughs> right now I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Right? Today, today you're a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> If if Pedro shows up, yeah. girl, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> for for an hour, I'm straight. <laughs> right now, I am. <laughs> I'm straight as long as he's straight. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> okay, back to this one. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, here's the mic. The conflict yeah. of my sexuality arose this year when I learned about compulsory heterosexuality and realized that I'm very gay. I told my husband about this new revelation and that I would like to date women only if he was okay with it. And he responded by saying he couldn't imagine a life without me as his partner and he doesn't want me to leave him. I told him that I didn't plan for this, but that I've been suppressing this huge part of my life for far too long. But I valued the life we've built together over the past 10 years. When we started dating, We were two traumatized kids that were raised in cycles of abuse and addictions. And now we're functioning adults with great jobs, a beautiful house, three wonderful pets, and we've been trying to get pregnant for the past three years. With all of that said, though, I feel like I'm living a lie every single day. I have so much love for him as a person, but I acknowledge now that I latched onto him because of the abuse I was going through at the time. I used to daydream about the kind of life we'd have together— but now I recognize that I've always wanted that kind of life with a woman and I can't hide it anymore. On the other hand, I really want to be a mom and I'm terrified to ruin the wonderful life I have with B and start all over. How do I go about leaving the best thing I've ever known? What if I fall flat on my face? Any and all opinions on how to handle this situation are appreciated. Do you want me to hand the talking stick to Jerry? No, no, no. You got it. Oh, you want me to? Oh, yeah. You're here. (laughs) This is Um, what you're here for. I mean, it's the same with like the other person we were talking about. Very similar. Yeah. You can't not live your truth and and be who you are. I mean, as hard as it's going to be for him to get through it. I feel like this seems like someone who's super self-aware. So to know like kind of like where you, you know latched on to him and why it was like that for so long and then you look back and kind of see things for what they really were mm-hmm. um i don't see any i mean i do see a lot of harm in like being able to be yourself because it, obviously it's gonna be really hurtful for him but i think he'll understand the fact that she was willing to still be with him like still stay married and just date women yeah i think is really nice but he said no which she's respecting but also i feel like he has to respect her decision to have to be herself. Wait, 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 wait. This and this story, he said no. Did I miss? Did I hear something wrong? I thought he oh, said it's did okay. Did I mishear it? I thought he said. Let it's me okay. read it. Let me read it. Nobody panic. Nobody panic here. Um. So Op, our writer, asks. I told my husband about this new revelation and that I would like to date only women if he was okay with it. And he responded by saying he couldn't imagine a life without me as his partner and he doesn't want me to leave him. Oh, okay. So he didn't say no, she can't date women. He just doesn't want to break up. It's unclear. I would argue that there's a little gray area here and what that actually entails. I, I, I took it that it's okay with him. That's the way I understood it. That's the way I interpret it, but I'm you know, I could be goofy. <laughs> yeah. Well, ideal outcome is to live my truth as painlessly as possible for everyone involved. Mm. So it's unclear, you know, if 
she could have a girlfriend and they're still together in a platonic way. Mm-hmm. But then it's kind of like, well, where does he get that other side of yeah, the relationship the romantic from? Part, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. Um, again, one of those ones, like if only we could ask questions. I, I would I would really like to open a store where I sell double king size beds. <laughs> and that's going to be my, this is going to be my advertising campaign. Yeah, he's going to run, he's going to run an ad on the pod for it. <laughs> Polly. <laughs> You know, I just, you know, I think that uh, this has been a part of her life that she has squelched. Um, you know, remember, this couple's, you know, got together when they were when they were kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 15 and 16, they haven't explored mm-hmm. what's really out there. So I think that, you know, there might be, if they stay together, it might be a, a, a an interesting 10 years that's going to be a wild ride, meaning emotionally wild mm-hmm. ride people in the relationship, people out of the relationship, not a good time to have kids while yeah. you're into this thing. And maybe they will figure it out in the next few years of this. Do we really stay together? Did we find a way to satisfy our, our physical, our emotional, our sexual needs? And do we just you know do the right thing for all of us and stay to get get back together and just become us that's what we want or do we really break up mm. it's too early so i don't think they're in the place where they have to get divorced or make a yeah final decision there's a uh, lot of options i, I think there's a lot of exploring they can do right now as as a couple and figure out what what is the right thing cuz you know you start getting other people involved in a relationship jealousy for some reason kicks in mm-hmm. and it's going to have there's going to be some some depends on how it's introduced. Mm. She brings somebody home. They are able to enjoy each other together. And there's there one, no one's left out. Everyone's kind of in this thing, mix. That might be a relationship that works for them. Yeah. Again, I don't know. I can't profess it. Yeah. But, but I know that unless you start exploring your, your avenue really is. And the conversation that you and your husband have together will will lead you down this path but otherwise you just need to really just then separate separate at that point in time you know maybe not get divorced yet and see where you guys end up in other relationships it i just know that when you start involving other people it gets dicey sometimes it, it's a roller coaster it is it, it is certain something to sort out and especially if you have a relationship where you're doing it together as a couple mm. it might be more palatable yeah Well, I also think kind of playing off both of what you've said, I think based on their experiences growing up, it sounds very traumatic. Mm -hmm. It sounds like they really clung to each other and it did help them grow as people. And in his head, you know, I think like you said, Dason, our writer is very Mm self-aware. And the word that popped to me when, you know, she was explaining all of this, like I realized that I used him to to heal heal and i just thought she is so healed Mm -hmm. to be able to recognize all that and he might not be in that spot so despite her not even being really interested in him anymore he's like well i just don't want to lose you i can't lose you because it's safe Mm -hmm. it's comfortable and i don't think people realize how untraditional you can make your life yeah like i have seen so many couples these days that they got married the, the woman realized she was a lesbian. The guy actually realized he was gay and they still had a kid together. Yeah. And they were fine co-parenting and having that relationship in that way mm-hmm. where they still, they both really wanted kids. 
which is a big fear for our writer here. Mm. Our writer really wants kids, almost to the point where it seems like she would consider staying with him. Just to have kids. Just to have kids. And that's not fair to anyone. Yeah. So there might be a solution where you guys can still have a kid together, co-parent, and have your relationship with a woman because you are gay and that's what you want. And then he can go find the love and the sexual satisfaction with someone else all while still having you as a friend Mm -hmm. and a safe Mm -hmm. place. So you can get so non-traditional with with relationships these days. I, I love that. It, and it's real. That is absolute truth. And it's been around forever. Yeah. Like, I remember um, I was watching this home show and it was, I don't know, HGTV or something. And there was this brownstone unit and this couple bought this unit and this unit actually had a tunnel in the basement. And so it was a husband and wife on one side and a husband and wife on the other side. Lo and behold, it was actually a gay couple and a lesbian couple. But because in society it wasn't acceptable, they would do the switch at night. And Good neighbor Sam. (laughs) You don't have to do that these days. Mm -hmm. You can can do whatever you want. So life, I'm like in this big boat of like life is so short. Live your life in the way that makes you the happiest, the most fulfilled. Because you only get one of these. Mm -hmm. As far as we know, I do believe in reincarnation. But- you know, enjoy enjoy it while you're here. Yeah. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning into our show. He shut us down so fast. <laughs> what if Dazen had anything no, to say? No, that's good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so we will say right, but we're going to wrap it up. And are we doing Patreon? Tomorrow. Another Patreon tomorrow. So, but tune into our Patreon. We will have one following the show. And we look forward to, um, to having you back and being in your... Uh, in your homes or your cars or wherever you are at work with your headsets on and listening to us as you're just doing this. And special, special thank you to Dason for joining us. Oh my God, absolutely. This was amazing. I like literally just want to like cement you on the couch forever. Thank you for having what, me. What about, what about her ability of going home? She can't. She's <laughs> moving in. She's moving in. There's a pull-out couch right there. I'm stealing her. She can't even use the couch. You you submitted her ass to the couch. <laughs> I, literally, I'm just going to like pass you the computer. I'll put the themes together and you can just take over. You're so good. Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be on this. And I meant everything I said at the beginning. That this, I know. You almost had me crying. This podcast is really important to a lot of people. I can only imagine. I am so glad you're here and you are welcome back. I hope you'll join us again. Yeah, of course. I, you don't have to concrete your ass down to our sofa. <laughs> okay. You can come and go in this home as you wish. Thank you. And uh, don't sell yourself short over there. I see your comments for Two Idiot Girls and I think it's very similar to both these shows where people feel they're not alone. Mm-hmm. It's helped their anxiety and depression. They feel like they're laughing with their friends. I love the parasocial relationships. I know, I just, me too. I love it. So <laughs> your show is also a magical community and i'm so excited to keep watching it grow so be sure to check it out you guys two idiot girls it's a good one i only have one prerequisite for you to come Mm -hmm. back okay bring another great word phrase Ooh, okay because that was great 
What? The heterosexual <laughs> compet. <laughs> yeah, no. You had you had my head spinning. On that, one. <laughs> that is really complacent <laughs> heterosexual. Compulsory heteronormativity. Compulsory. It's in the lesbian master dog, and it's like when you're like only attracted to men that you'll never meet. Then, like, she would never have a real relationship. And actually, you know that I read that I read it. Oh, nice! <laughs> that, <laughs> you did. I'm dyslexic. Oh, can you imagine how that one came across? <laughs> well, <laughs> Backwards. Yeah. I, is it? It is a book. I'm gonna find it. I'll send you the link. Okay, yeah. I want to read it. It sounds really interesting. Yeah. But on that note, thanks so much to all of all all of you and all of us and all the all the all these. The, uh, <laughs> To love fest chair. So we'll see you next week and enjoy. Bye. 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 <laughs>